Welcome back to another episode of Kentucky Daily, daily podcast featuring your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm your host, Derek Terry, taking the lead today again as Sean Smith is out running around doing some errands. But we, we so badly wanted to get an episode out to you guys that Sean was willing to do this while he was driving in his car. But Sean, how you doing today? Basketball camp's finally over, Derek, so I uh, should be getting back to a normal schedule with Kentucky Daily. Finished up our last camp yesterday, so have nothing for three or four weeks here. So I've got nothing but time for the podcast now. Yeah, getting the boys into shape, doing uh, doing the Lord's work over there. And are you in East Tennessee? Is that is that how you would describe it? Yeah, it, it's East Tennessee. That's describe it down here. Yeah. Home with Kenny Chesney in that area, of course. Uh, always singing about God's country down there. But um, Sean, we figured today we'll get in with another position preview. Last week we focused on the quarterbacks. It's a pretty good starting area, I think, for for the conversation of, of what's going to be going on for the Kentucky football offseason, as it typically is whenever there's an open quarterback competition. Today I want to talk about the other position that I think will be the most discussed offensively and that is the wide receiver position so you're talking about a room that had totally kind of been in a I guess the kind of stage that more than any other position I think the coaching staff wants a total overhaul and they did that in an efficient way I think starting off this spring or this uh winter really Wondell Robinson announced that he was on a transfer from Nebraska Kentucky quickly landed him they got the good news with uh, Josh Ali that he wanted to come back for his fifth season. So that was a pretty good break for Kentucky in those regards. But Sean, after that, there are a whole lot of question marks behind those two guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you're, you're talking about you know the quarterbacks and stuff and how we led that off. Uh, well, obviously, that's going to dominate into the fall. But I mean, you're all eyes are on the wide receiver room, right? I mean, that's the position that Kentucky. When it comes to producing pros the way that they've been in recent years, Derek, I know Lynn Bowden is in the NFL, but a lot of that, too, from his showing his versatility, playing quarterback around the football and things like that, this is a position now that the program, you want to see some wide receivers start making it to the league. And I think they probably feel like they have a couple of guys on campus now and you know, Ali and definitely in Wandell that possibly can put themselves in position to do that. I think they like that they have some young guys, but you're right. Uh, those are the two guys that you know for sure, whoever the quarterback is, they're, they're going to be guys that they're looking for. But it's about how they kind of add some depth behind that, what playmakers emerge. Is it the freshman? Is it a guy that's been on campus for a couple of years? I think that's the, one of the most intriguing things to, to look at Liam Cohen's offense uh, whenever this thing does kick off in the fall. Yeah, I certainly agree with that. Let's start with the departures from last season. Um, a couple of guys who are firmly in the rotation, guys that we talked about last season as needing to step up to help Terry Wilson. A lot of those guys are gone now. Uh, in March, you had Allen Daly transfer. Allen ended up at South Alabama. Two days before Daly went into the portal, you had Bryce Oliver leave. Uh, the 24-7 transfer portal showed that Oliver has still not landed anywhere else. Um so he's still looking for a home. And then Akeem Hayes, he was the first out of all those guys. He left in February, and he is now uh, playing down at Arkansas State. And I'm trying to think off the top of my head, were there any seniors in that group? I can't really can't really think of anybody. Surely there was, though. No, but, um, I'm trying to think. Who else would have been in that group? 
So Ali, I think it was just Ali, right? Ali was the only senior, basically, and he decided to come back. So I might be forgetting somebody. My apologies to whoever it was. <laughs> uh, but I know Cleveland Thomas and Josh Ali were in the same high school class, and those guys were both planning to be back. Of course, Thomas, um, unfortunately, had an injury that will cost him this season. He had apparently been doing very well in the practices. But I think with Robinson and Ali, those are by far – going to be the two guys that, that this offense focuses on. It would be stunning if they're not the two guys who lead the, I would say lead the whole team in receptions because as much as I think the tight ends will be involved, I can't imagine that Rig or Upshaw or, or Brendan Bates for that matter uh, will come anywhere near the total catches that those two guys will have. But, you know, you think about injuries, you think about anything that, that could cause either of those two guys to miss time. you got to say, okay, who else is here that can step up? I think internally they have hoped that Isaiah Epps, I mean, his whole career, he's kind of been labeled yeah. as the deep threat. Uh, probably would have had a touchdown last year against Vanderbilt and Bo Allen hit him uh, on that go route down the sidelines. So I think he has shown an ability to get open and get deep uh, and go deep. But I don't know that, you know, I don't know that he's as much of a fit in this offense as maybe he would have been with the grand. You think about the young guys from last year, Sean, Michael Drennan had a lot of publicity yeah. Isaiah Cummings seemed to always be brought up as a potential young guy, but we more or less saw nothing from those guys. Uh, Drennan had a few catches. Um, the Arrogance Vanderbilt, he caught a reception from Bo Allen. I don't think Cummings had a catch the whole year. Ernest Sanders, when he was recruited a couple of years ago, was thought to be a guy. I've basically heard nothing on Ernest since then, and it kind of makes you wonder for those guys like Sanders and Cummings what kind of role they'll play in a new offense. Um, but Shauna, is there anyone out of that group that you kind of think might be flying under the radar right now and, and might be able to make a contribution come this fall? Obviously, I think you go Michael Drennan, right? Given what we kind of expected him to be, you know, coming into Kentucky, a very talented uh, recruit out of high school, another guy that I think that can make plays in space. Uh, didn't get to see a lot of him last year. I know you and I were on this, this push that they would at some point go to a youth movement across the roster, and, and we really didn't see that. So I think he's a guy to watch. Uh, Ernest Sanders was a guy that I was a fan of coming out of high school. I thought with uh, his size of 6'1", I think he's listed now 216. Last time I looked, I thought that that was a guy, uh, two-sport athlete in high school, a really good athlete. You saw him making plays in basketball and stuff, so you know that he has the ability to go up and, and get some of those balls. So I, I would say those two. Uh, but they, they definitely need, to me, Derek, they need a third guy behind Robinson and behind Ali to really emerge and do something in the passing game. Because if you can spread the ball around, we expect the tight ends to be involved in the offense. We know the running backs are going to be involved in the passing game. If you can kind of spread that thing around to four, five, six guys and kind of not just have that one go-to guy that you're looking for, that, that's when you, I start to think that this offense can really do some things. I wanted to point to an article, and it's a premium article, so I'm not going to you know, rip the whole thing. But it, it does, I think, show some interesting insight to the mind of Liam Cohen when it comes to how he evaluates his wide receiver room. It was written in The Athletic by Kyle Tucker. He did a state of the football program, which I think is a, a great piece every year. If you're a Kentucky football fan, I think it's just a, an excellent breakdown of, um, of the team for the coming season. But Kyle was writing about the wide receivers, and he was basically talking about Ali and Robinson and Kyle asked this question does Cohen trust anyone else to make plays 
nobody, he said, speaking of Cohen. Nope, nobody. That is pretty blunt, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, so, can't get any more blunt than that. So you're talking about two guys out of all these receivers we've mentioned who he seems to have some confidence in, but perhaps, the, and this is the last note that I'll say about this article, like I said, go check it out. It's on The Athletic. They mentioned an incoming freshman, a guy who was here this spring, as uh, Chauncey Magwood, as being one of the only other guys outside of Robinson and Ali that got uh, basically that he has some trust in. So let's move on and let's talk about these guys coming in. Kentucky signed uh, out of high school this 2021 class. They signed four guys. Uh, Chauncey Magwood, of course, is one. He was the only guy who was there for the spring. There was also Dekel Crowdis from Lexington. And I must say, I saw him at UK's camp a few weeks ago, and I never stood next to him when he was in high school. But I will say, I think he's already added some weight to the stature. Like he, he didn't look super skinny to me. So I think he's already done a pretty good job adding some weight to that. Uh, and then he had a four-star guy and Chris Lewis from Alabama, who I'm a big fan of. But I don't know that this will be the year for him to get in there. Just because of how skinny he is, he'll probably need to get in there and add some weight. Maybe down towards the end of the season. You see him come along. And then there was Devontae Ross, who was a last-minute guy that they signed in December. He was really on nobody's radar. I think was committed to Marshall. Really impressive tape. I think he had some academic things to take care of. And honestly, I don't know if he's even on campus yet. I'm not saying he's not. Uh, I just haven't heard that he for sure is. And then they did sign one transfer. They signed Trayvon Morgan from Michigan State, who did catch it. He, he caught a touchdown pass last year against Penn State. But... I mean, Sean, it's it's pretty crazy. I think kind of the story of this wide receiver room until we actually see them play is that you're talking about double-digit receivers somewhere in the teens and two guys in the whole room who Cohen trusts at this point. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's not very encouraging. And, and that might be something that, Derek, I don't know if that trust gets built throughout the fall and camp. I think that that might be trust that gets built through games, right? Like who yeah. some guys that – when they open up at noon on that opening Saturday, who are some guys that make plays? Who are those guys that uh, – is, is there a guy that emerges as a third down target? Um, we know we, that they got the two. We've talked about the tight ends and all, and how would they expect, expect them to spread the ball around there. But you got to lean, I think, on maybe Chauncey Magwood being one of the guys. I know that's a guy you've been hauling for a long time. We've heard a lot of praise about him. We expect him at some point to be a very good piece uh, to this Kentucky offense, but it is crazy to think that out of all those guys that you just named, two guys, and where would they be if a Josh Ali hadn't decided to return, which obviously, and then, you know, Wondell Robinson coming to Kentucky, that's that's kind of scary to think about if Mark Stoops would not have made a change, where would that group be at right now? You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, talking to some people uh, inside the football program, the the expect I wouldn't say the expectations. I think the potential that people see in Chauncey Magwood is as good as anyone in that 2021 class, honestly. Um, he's a kid who's always out there on the practice fields getting work in, very motivated. And I think you could firmly slide him in 
to the guys that at least at the beginning of the year, he'll be one of the first true freshmen probably that get on the field, that gets on the field, excuse me. So it is good that they have at least someone that it seems like from this incoming class who can help them. Another guy to watch, um, just having some other conversations. I don't think, I don't know that he'll play there full time, but I think Jatama McClain, I think they like his versatility so much that you might see him. Um, and this is where I, I, you know, I don't, until we actually see this new offense, it's really hard for me to try to talk X's and O's. I don't prefer to do that anyway, just because it's not my, I'm not a coach. Uh, I didn't play it uh, even at a high school level, so I don't try to like break that stuff down. But just kind of looking at body types and things like that, a lot of the guys that seem like have the most potential all kind of play the same position. And what I mean by that, you talk about a guy like Drennan, perhaps. Well, he's a slot receiver. You know, you got to think Wandell's going to get the majority of the reps. Ali also in this offense, you know, if they're going to go a lot of 12 personnel, which is two wide receivers and two tight ends, you can kind of ask yourself, well, how many of these guys do they really need to step up? But I just kind of think a lot of the guys who maybe will all are kind of fighting for playing time with those starters. And you wonder about the outside, um, who it is who might be out there. I know for a long time they wanted to add a transfer wide receiver, but at this point you're talking about two weeks before the deadline for guys to go into the portal. I just don't know that that's going to be, be a true option, but John, let's, uh, you know, we've talked about kind of the question marks, but if you did have one breakout guy, um, and it, and hell, it could be either Robinson or Ali, just, I guess one guy that you'll be keeping the closest eye on outside of, you know, Mike Drennan, like we talked about earlier, is there anybody else? Are you talking about outside of Ali and Robinson? Yeah. Or could it be one of them? Well, I guess I mean it, it, I guess who inspires the most confidence for you for this upcoming season? Well, Wandale's the pick. I, I think Wandale has to be the pick. I don't. I, if you really, if you say anyone else, because we don't really know about anyone else, but I'm going to venture out and I'm going to say Ali. And the only reason I'm going to say it is because they've not had a passing attack here for a very long time, and looked good at times in an offense that was not good at throwing the football. I think Wondell Robinson being on this roster is going to take a ton of pressure off of Josh Ali. I think having a system that is geared around making plays and getting the ball out in space and getting the ball to these receivers, I think that's going to help. I just expect him coming back. I don't see him coming back unless he truly feels like he can make a significant impact at Kentucky. Because we know if there hadn't been a change made, he was not going to be playing that extra year at Kentucky. I just think that he's in position to have a – really solid year in the SEC alongside Wando Robinson in that offense. That, that'd be the guy that I'd go with. I, I have confidence, honestly, in both of them being very good. Yeah, I'm the same way. And, you know, Robinson, you look at, and I mean, maybe someone would question, you'd say, hey, he played wide receiver at Nebraska, but he also had so many reps at running back. So, I mean, how advanced is he as a receiver? And it sounds like reading some of the comments from Liam Cohen this spring, uh, spring and summer, you know, he's a little bit more advanced than you would think for a wide receiver. So I think you're talking about guys too. I mean, Robinson's draft eligible this year. I'm not saying he is going to go to the NFL draft, but that's certainly an option for someone like him. I think Ali is, is super motivated to put up a good year, have a chance to play professionally. And then I talked about um, uh, Magwood, the freshman who I think is coming in looking to make an impact. And he is someone that played high school quarterback this past season just because his team needed him to put up some good numbers, but he was primarily a wide receiver and also defensive back in high school up until that point. 
But, yeah, a lot of question marks for this room, and that, that will be, especially those first two games of the season, yeah, quarterback's going to get a lot of the attention, but how how do they decide to rotate these wide receivers? Who gets on the field? I think that'll be pretty telling. And it might be one of those things, too, where I don't want to put a whole lot of stock into the wide receiver position, I think, in week one, week two. Yeah. I kind of want to see where it goes as the season goes along because, obviously, Derek, we know there's going to be – some building some of that trust, some of that communication with whoever the quarterback ends up being. We know fall camp's fall camp. It's it's not live reps when it comes to playing in the SEC. Uh, I think it's a big deal that I, I think they have some games there early in the season uh, that should be good for them. But then again, they're stepping right into an SEC game in week two that honestly at the time will be the biggest game because it kind of sends you one way or the other when you're talking about mm-hmm. Missouri. Uh, coming to town. You would have liked to have one more, I think, non-conference game before you got to that one. Uh, but I, I do think that that room is going to be significantly improved. I think you don't want to see one guy dominate receptions or catches. I think you want to see it spread across uh, multiple guys. But I, I think Ali and Wandell, I think they'll get their fair share of balls. And then they, they to me, they need a third. And it would be really fantastic if it comes from another wide receiver, but I'm still going to lean that one. Of their, the tight end is going to be one of their better options, in my opinion. Yeah, let's talk. I about know it. we'll get into that in another position. You want to throw that in with this? Yeah, let's go. Let's read my mind. Let's just go ahead and do that because it might be a little tougher to spend a whole episode talking about the tight ends, just because as as many question marks as we talk about with the wide receivers, I think there are a lot fewer with the tight ends because the guys that are going to be out there, are guys that you know we know about and I've watched play. Uh, Rig came back. That kind of surprised me. You know, he's he's one of those super seniors. Uh, Keaton Upshaw, I think most people will look at as the star of the room. And then you have Brendan Bates, who was a very good blocker. Um, not as much of a pass catcher, you would say at this point. He's someone who'll get out there and uh, you know put a hat on a hat, as they say. But I, I'm with you there. I think when you look at this Kentucky offense, you think heavy dose Chris Rodriguez at running back, lots of Josh Ali. Lots of Wandell Robinson. And then I think you might get a lot of Keaton Upshaw. But I just think that trust that Vince Merrill has in Justin Rigg. I mean, he's probably going to start. Uh, Rigg has started every game, basically, that he's been healthy since C.J. Conrad graduated. You're talking about a really experienced guy who can do more. But that position more than any other, and again, going back to the X's and O's things, just from listening to comments, tight end will be a very heavily uh, targeted area. I think, and, I, and this is the kind of year when you're talking about other guys that are draft eligible, I think you kind of view Keaton Upshaw in the same light. Although you don't always see a ton of underclassmen uh, tight ends get drafted very high, but I still think his mentality this year is probably going to be in that mold. Upshaw is going to lead the team in touchdown catches. That's my prediction. Ooh. I, I think I think that he's going to be a red zone nightmare, Derek, when you're talking about a Chris Rodriguez you're talking about a Wondell Robinson, Josh Ali on the field. I think that he's the guy that it's a big target that's going to make life easier on third down and in the red zone for whoever the quarterback ends up being. Uh, so, so that's my prediction. I think he's going to be toward near the top of the league in tight end and touchdown catches. I, I'm really high on keeping up, Shaw. I think he's going to be a guy that we're talking about uh, playing a long time on Sundays when you look at him and his athleticism, his ability, his body, everything. I, I just, I'm so high on him. Probably out of all the guys on UK's roster on the offensive side of the ball, that's who I'm the most high on. I mean, it's hard to find guys that big who can run the way he does. Um, 
I just remember the play he made against Florida yep. two years ago. He went up and got the touchdown catch. And I still think had Kentucky had a healthy quarterback that could throw the football, I think you would have saw a lot more from him that year. I think we would have seen a lot more from him last year if they would have had a consistent threat back there with an arm. So I think that's going to be a guy who benefits a ton from it. I like the balance that the room has. You mentioned how much they trust in Rig, a great blocker in Bates. I love that all these tight ends kind of do things different. I think it's perfect depending on situations and, and scenarios and things and what you're looking for. I think that's what makes it, to me, one of the most balanced and talented rooms on the roster when you look at how different they are. Yeah, you're certainly right. That, that room... Uh... That room had a couple of additions as well here looking it up. Of course, Jordan Dingle, one of the, I think one of the better recruits at Kentucky signed in the 2021 class, a young man from Bowling Green. Of course, his older brother, Justice, also transferred in. He's a defensive player. He came in from uh, Georgia Tech. But depending on who you talk to as well, I think it's, it, this might be one of those deals where they just get the fall camp and decide. But I think the impression initially was that Trayvon Morgan, the wide receiver from Michigan State that I mentioned, might end up being a tight end. But I'll be curious to see moving forward. And it's hard to know how long Cohen's going to be here. You know, it's, it's way too early to kind of speculate what his career might look like before he ever coaches a game here. But I wonder going forward how much of you'll, these recruits, like you, you look at the guy they have committed this year, Josh Caddis. He would be more in the mold of a Brennan Bates, I think, Justin Rigg. Someone he might think block first. Has pretty good hands, though. If you go watch his tape, he makes some really nice catches. But not a kind of burner type deal. But then you think of a guy like Jordan Dingle, who is more of the athletic pass catcher type. It makes you wonder if a guy like Isaiah Cummings might eventually make a move like that in kind of a flex position and do that. I think that's a real question. And Cummings, I mean, his, one of his big traits out of high school is how good of a blocker he was. And I know it's kind of a running joke for UK football with other wide receivers basically always at the block. Um but if you do move to that flex spot, I think that could be a real fit for Cummings. And he, that might be better for him um, than being a more traditional outside receiver in this offense. But, yeah, that's the question to me, Sean. Is there enough there to work with? If you have a core four right there in the passing game of Robinson, Ali, Bates, and Upshaw, uh, yeah, Bates and Upshaw, or sorry, uh, Rig and Upshaw, I, I think you're going to see those guys on the field just so much when they're in 12 personnel. So, it is almost like – I wouldn't say anything else is, is just gravy because I think you're going to need – I mean, you need – probably in the SEC, you're probably going to need more than just four guys uh, that can step up and make yeah. plays for you. So I think, you know, well, can someone else step up? There's there's going to be injuries. We know that every yeah. single week. I mean, you're – how many how many games do you go into at full strength with, with whatever room we're talking about, whether it be running backs or quarterbacks? But to me, Derek, I, I, if they just – can get a consistent arm. If they have a guy back there that can make plays uh, with his arm, I, I think a lot of guys are going to benefit from that. And I think that they feel like they have that guy on campus. I mean, obviously, we expect it to be Will Levis. Uh, we know that that'll be an open competition going into the fall. Uh, but if they can get a consistent quarterback back there that can put the ball on someone's hands, give guys – give guys an opportunity to make a play. I think that's been the biggest thing that's been missing. I think they've had playmakers uh, in the last few years at times, but I don't think guys were ever really given opportunities to make plays. Um, Want to see who, who's the best route runners. You know, we know that was some praise that Josh Ali had uh, in the past. So like, who are these young guys that we're talking about? Who's best at running routes in the SEC? Because it, to me, it's 
it's about speed, it's about size, but it's also about technique. Mm-hmm. And how many of these guys emerge as really good route runners? That might be the guys that you look at to get on the field. Yeah. Yeah, no question. Um, going back to Upshaw, and we'll wrap up here in a few minutes. Uh, when you talked about that catch against Florida, I know you are talking about his freshman year there at Kroger Field. I, I was actually thinking about last year on fourth down, down at Florida in the red yeah. zone. They basically just threw a jump ball to him and let him – it's like a rebound. He just went up and got it away from the Florida um, – from the Florida defender, but uh, no, Sean. I think I think that's a pretty good, you know, summing up that position pretty well. Another one of those positions in terms of wide receiver that you know, really wish we could have seen a spring practice because I think it could have helped us a lot in terms of how these guys not only not so much how they might be used, but just some of the names who might be out there. And uh, that's something that we missed out on. Hopefully, in the fall, uh, we get a chance. I mean, I, I hope that the fans get a chance to go to to go to a practice and see how these guys look and things like that but sean as always we are presented by the butcher's pub two local or three locations right london williamsburg and pineville so yep. get out and see those guys they've been good to us for a long time um been a sponsor since day one basically of this show so get out there this summer check them out sean any specials today that you know off the top of your head or this week uh not that i can think of just satellite camps going on still with basketball oh you're talking about the, the menu right yeah there's always a special there's the buffalo chicken sandwich Derek. that's a special every day yeah. <laughs> that's always there yeah you know you got wings i really uh, thought i was going to talk about satellite camps didn't you <laughs> yeah the mac and cheese is uh is a good thing i can't remember if there's anything in it my wife had that at the time that we went so yeah get out the, there and see those guys the irish the irish nachos are really good too. If you're talking appetizers, their their appetizers are delicious. Uh, the wings, uh, the zombie sauce wings, they have a lot of really good menu items there that I like. I think they're everyone that goes will find something that they like at the Butcher's Pub. No question, no question. Get out and see them. Uh, but Sean, I think that's a good close on today's episode. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. I believe we're going to spend some time talking some UK basketball recruiting because it has very much cranked up uh, ever since the, the dead period was lifted this weekend. Coaches can go out and see guys for the first time in person since the pandemic ended at an event. So we will have that just as a, something to look forward to. But as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Hopefully we'll be back on a more normal schedule as we move forward. But he is Sean Smith. I am Derek Terry. Thank you for listening.